with another edition of the Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by Penalty Box Radio. We've got game misconduct for you, and we have a special guest. Not only am I joined by Nick Andrade and Christian Marin like usual, we have producer Drew, otherwise known as Drew Livingstone. And Drew, thanks for joining us, man. How are you? I'm doing well, man. How are you guys during this uh, quarantine? <laughs> We're, I'm doing all right. I got, Just uh, hanging out. I got a tweet yesterday because I posted that on my birthday about like my quarantine birthday, and some guy just said, what do you mean? There's no quarantine. It's over. Like <laughs> I've run into so many people like that. They think that since things are starting to open up now that the quarantine is just done. Oh, no. Man. Well, the park, the parks are full of people. Yeah. Are they six feet apart? No, no they're playing Listen, games no, and stuff. Not. But this is what I'm confused about. Cause I went to a park the other day and everyone was, I had probably like 12, 15 feet around me. And, and at least everybody did there. But then I see other pictures of parks in Toronto and nobody's social distancing. So I'm so confused. Yeah. No, it's not. People are not doing it right at all. I was talking to our buddy Jeff Estabrooks and he went golfing, he said, and they like they're not even doing golf carts. But where I am here, they're doing golf carts still. And my buddy in Kingston, they're doing it doesn't matter if you don't live together, pile in the same golf cart. Wild. What? Like everything is all <laughs> like, messed up with the social well, distancing. I don't get... And people don't think there's going to be another spike. There's definitely well, going to be. Well, even yesterday in Ontario, we had our highest in like weeks already that it spiked back up for, for cases. But with yeah. golfing too, like they're opening up the courses. That's wild, the not living together, allowing them on the same cart. But you know that. People that are going golfing with their buddies, they're going to be having a few drinks. And after a few drinks, you're going to forget about that whole thing. And you're going to be all, like, hugging and arm around each other. You're not going to really care. So, as you said, a spike is coming. (laughs) I will admit, I went golfing this past Sunday. We all had our own carts, 15 minutes apart. We didn't catch up to any group. There was no group behind us. It was actually really nice. It is, it's nice having your own cart because if you get a decent cart with all the ball holders and tee holders, they're all yours. <laughs> exactly. You get the four cup holders, you get everything to yourself. It's uh, it's not a bad experience It's good at to all. hear some people are doing so, it properly. <laughs> yeah. Like when I went golfing too, it was the same experience as Drew. It was just everyone separate. And then if you hit a nice shot, you just like wave to your friend. You're like, I did Wait, that. Wait, so you cool. guys didn't like, you didn't convene with each other? Well, no. You, so you, we all uh, drove like different uh, cars. Yeah, we still stand near each other on the green, but not like close enough to like hug. Like yeah, like six feet apart is pretty easy. Not a super long distance, but yeah, it's easy if you lie down. If you're like the average height, and that's six feet right there. Oh, the average height, huh? Wow, really taking yeah. a shot, <laughs> shot at my height, huh? <laughs> if you're my height and Drew's height, and you lie down, if you're Nick and Christian, you times it by wow. two. <laughs> so, speaking of Nick and Christian, the three, the four of us have known each other since school started. However. Nick has known Drew for a longer time than that. Is there like a background story on how you two guys met or is it just super boring? We met at school. That's it. No, we actually uh, (laughs) met at the great, great place known as Wally. No one, no one one ever like believes us. And whenever we say like, oh, we met at Walmart and they're like, what do you mean? Like you were shopping there. And (laughs) (laughs) I think I told Dave Landis this story once uh, from CSM and he's like, uh, what you guys met at Walmart? I'm like, yeah, we used to work yeah. there. He's like, oh, okay. Well, so I would think we we both started as like 
cashiers mm-hmm. or uh, customer service people, and we both became managers in like three months. Yeah. Mainly because Were you both we managers had, at the same time. Yeah. yeah, mainly because we had an IQ higher than like forty. I think that's what it takes <laughs> to be a manager. <laughs> Honestly, like we we yeah we went from cashiers, customer service to to managers in like three months each, and then like we ran that place like everyone okay no but everyone believed <laughs> everything we said to a t like we were like like god's children there like everyone was like oh drew nick we love you so much you guys are so good employees <laughs> we literally could you know okay, i need i need to know what the hell does a manager at walmart do deals with everything yeah. customer complaints <clears throat> yeah. uh sending people on breaks uh writing up cashiers and employees that aren't doing their job yeah and actually doing like nothing. Basically, easier. our jobs. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like it was a lot easier to be a cashier than it or a manager oh, than it was to be a cashier. Oh, hundred percent. But Nick would, would stand there to... literally for eight hours and spin a keychain. <laughs> yeah. He would just spin so a keychain. So Drew would just the walk classic, faster. The That's classic it. retail manager look, eh? Yeah. Same thing at Canadian Tire. Just... Yeah. Twirling his keys. No, yeah, I, just I, I started a, a thing. Like I twirled my keys, and then everyone started twirling their keys. But then you have, yeah, the the down part about being the manager is you have to deal with all the Karens every single time they come and complain. Oh yeah, yeah. And do you guys mm. have any horrible work stories from? They Walmart? worked at Walmart. Of course, they have horrible work stories. <laughs> I would. I, I w- we once witnessed someone uh, pretend to fall and hurt themselves on a clothing rack. Yes. And then put put their daughter who fell in a wheelchair and pushed them up to us and they wouldn't leave the store. Yeah. And then our manager, like the store manager, one of the main guys was finally like, get out of my store. Yeah. I don't believe this story. <laughs> we were there like an hour past closing. It was hilarious. I had, I had, I don't know if you heard this story, but uh, I think it was when this girl Tamika was working and someone sh- uh, took a shit in the, <laughs> in, in the changing rooms and we had to clean the shit with, with jeans because the, the maintenance lady didn't want to pick up the shit. That would That's have been the day I quit. <laughs> I would have, yeah, I'm not picking up human no. shit. Fuck that. A bad story that happened to me, though, was I was doing a carryout, and so we would help people bring stuff to their cars. And I went to go pick something up, and I ripped my pants from the <laughs> ass seam. The whole seam just completely fell apart. And, like, it was a busy Sunday. Everyone was looking. So my manager told me to like go to the changing room, get some George pants, because you know that's the that's their signature. Yeah, yeah. Hey, George pants are good. <laughs> anyway, the pants were like they weren't even fashionable. Like you know how the pant legs are like giant. It's like um, Michael Jordan yeah, pants. Yeah. Like that's basically what I was wearing for the rest of the day, and I hated it. I I, I it was funny because I left Walmart actually after nick and i went back and i ended up running the seasonal department i applied just for a regular part-time gig to be on top of when i was working at fantasy sports network they're like hey uh you want to just run our seasonal department and i was like what <laughs> okay sure <laughs> did you have to work full-time hours running it or did you have to yeah work, no yeah it was full-time hours full-time? but i would literally yeah. go sit in the garden center on a skid in the corner and just not do anything <laughs> It sounds like you need to work at Walmart at one point in your life to have a gravy job and just hang out. Oh, it's a great time. If you know how to do work for the one hour out of eight a day and then just yeah. make it look like you're working. We used to, because there'd never be enough cashiers, we used to fight to decide who would have to be a cashier. Sometimes we'd have yeah. to hop on and it would just be like a dog fight. But I, 100% we would take advantage of, like, so many things that we could take advantage of. Not that it's bad or anything, so, but it's, like, everyone there is, like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, like, you either get stepped on or you have to, like, just do your thing. The best shifts are working with the loss prevention guys. I mean, catching people stealing, and then people are looking for you. You're like, oh, sorry. Fun. I'm helping the guy catching people. 
That sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, Drew, did you work at Walmart while you, while you were going to CSM? Yeah. So uh, people probably know, listeners, that CSM's uh, egregiously expensive. So uh, <laughs> I had to work the entire time I was going attending that school. Uh, I remember running to Union Station to catch trains to go back. But yes, I was at Walmart that entire time. So how did you get Nick to go to CSM? Because I'm assuming th- that's the connection. Yeah. yeah so... I just, I don't know. I think I was almost done first year. We were just talking about it. And he was like, yeah, whatever I did at uh, University of Mississauga, University of Toronto, whatever he went to. I didn't know what to UTM, do anymore. He was like, yeah, this I, this did nothing for me. Yeah. So I was like, you like sports? Go to this school. And then he went and. And I, I applied. I got in. And the rest is history. Thanks to Drew. Exactly. So w- what made you go to CSM, Drew? Uh, so I was taking world religions in university. I was going to be a religion teacher, surprisingly enough. And I was sitting there in my uh, third year Eastern Judaism class with 12 people. And I was just sitting on NFL.com listening to this lecture, not caring about anything he was saying. And I just thought, like, I don't want to do this. So I uh, mm-hmm. dropped out the next day and looked for something to do with sports. That's actually wild. I didn't know that you wanted to be a religion teacher. That's my biggest take. I, I was told. I was told if you want to be a teacher, either religion, math, or French. And I was like, well, I'm not doing math or French. So uh, Drew would be the worst religion teacher. He'd be like, <laughs> I would be I the best. There's a thing called God. My favorite teacher. My favorite teacher in high school was my religion teacher because he was just the coolest dude. And I remember like two years after high school. I was getting my car fixed, and he was getting his car fixed at the same spot, and there was a bar right next to it, and I had a beer with him. I was like, this is so weird, but out of all the teachers I'd ever want to have a beer with, it was my religion teacher. And I was like, oh, okay, this works out. You're also the person I could see having beers with teachers. (laughs) (laughs) I've only had one beer with one teacher. I don't know. Matt was probably a teacher's pet, let's be honest. I had a bowl Sir, cut in grade want, nine and grade ten. Do you want my 10, cookies? I have so an extra yeah, cookie I had to do what you. I could. Thanks. Matt ate lunch every day in Ray and, and Lannis's office with them. <laughs> I did not. One hundred percent. Subway and got a double pizza sub with double meat and double bacon. <laughs> wow, living the life, all that money, buying extra subs and everything. <laughs> and that was the only meal I ate because I had to pay for tuition. <laughs> um, so let's walk through your career a bit here. So after uh, CSM. Your internship was with Fantasy? Yeah, so surprisingly enough, one of our teachers, Anthony Ciccioni, or is that how you say his name? I think so. Yeah. Uh, he, they, were lo- they were launching the Fantasy Sports Network, and they were looking for people to, to join or intern. And we weren't supposed to be getting paid because that, that was like against the rules, but they decided, like, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to pay these interns. And they asked Chris Media to pick three people. He picked me as one of those four, the four total people. And then I started off working the ticker for Fantasy Sports Network, which is just Staying up till four in the morning. I think you did this, Matt. I did. Yeah, and it's the it's like the worst thing ever. Updating MLB <sighs> yeah. stats and just oh, you forgot a comma here, and then you'd get an email from somebody like, hey, that comma's in the wrong place. Uh huh. And uh, that was uh, out of all the jobs I did at Fantasy, that one was the worst. And I'm very glad I only did it for like two shifts. Yeah. So I did it for two years. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, surprisingly, after that, someone left a VOD role which ran uh, all the video-on-demand accounts for Anthem Media, which is Fight Network Fantasy, Pursuit, mm-hmm. I don't know, 17 other networks they own, I'm not sure. I don't remember Game them all. And yeah, so then I ended up taking over that role. And that's when I left Walmart for good. <laughs> <laughs> the rest is history. I remember going into uh, 
into fantasy and like people say that when you enter a workplace after csm you'll see so many friendly like regular faces that you saw at school and i remember going in i was like oh shit i know him i was like i know that person i know that person i was like this is gonna be easy enough and then the first job i ever had at fantasy was shadowing pat mayo and then i remember i remember you telling me you're like good luck and i was like wait what i was like what does that mean and i did that for a while and i remember eventually too you ended up training me on how to run the video on demand stuff too. Yes. And I did that for a few weeks and that was some of the hardest shit I've ever done because it's like if you miss one step, you're just fucked. What are you talking yeah, about? I, I, remember... thought, I thought Drew just sat there and watched anime all day. <laughs> yeah, no. and then he ran and did camera too. So I had I had anime always in the corner of my screen <laughs> while doing the video on demand stuff. Yeah. And yes, I was the famous camera to Drew and Matt was our famous esports uh, host uh, yes. with a fake twin other Matt Best. Yeah, you guys look exactly like each other. Mm-hmm. Nope. <clears throat> nope. I like so, how we all... Drew, what are you doing now? Go ahead. Go I ahead, Christian. Yeah, I like how we were all at Fantasy at one point, just, like, yeah. making our way through that, that CSM after, <laughs> aftermath. Ha- has Nick explained what his job was? That <laughs> yeah, was the worst but... job I've ever seen in my life. No, I don't what? think we've ever he talked about it. He had five hats every day that he had to put... <laughs> this hat's for sale on this site. I'll, I'll, yeah, what? I'll explain, I'll, so I sat there too, and I used to like just watch YouTube videos on the side while I would work. So basically, there was this thing called the Reveal app, okay? And what would you would do was you could point your phone to like one of our shows, and if there was something you wanted to buy, you could just hover over it, and it'll give you a link to where to buy it. So my whole job... <laughs> was to do this now the only issue with all of that was the shows that we had had barely anything to even advertise all <laughs> so i would get like a podcast from fantasy i get what garrett what's his name Sus- something like Sussman. roto experts or yeah something roto or... experts Sussman. so they would have they would have four mlb hats in their studio and that was it just four mlb hats oh yeah so i so I had to tag three hours of content with just four hats throughout <laughs> every day. And I would go to my manager, Sean, at the time. I'd be like, dude, like, this is what I have to do. And he's like, ah, man, I don't know. Like, they just told us we got to do it, so we got to do it. So my whole job every day was just to tag four hats for three hours. And it was usually the I same hats, no? Yeah, yeah, it was the same hats. Nothing ever changed. It was like Cincinnati, New York Mets, New York Yankees, and like the Red Sox or something like that. Yeah, the New York. I Nick's in there going like, "Hey," and I'd be Nick like, would be like, "Hey, you guys want to go to Tim Hortons? Because I got nothing to do." Or... <laughs> My like, it actually, it was, it was, it was like four hours of work, but it was literally just clicking and then cutting, clicking and then cutting on 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 Premiere. And that was it. And then I told my boss, I was like, are they going to add, like, new, like, clothing? Should I start t- tagging the guy's clothing that they're wearing? They're wearing, like, button-ups from, like, JCPenney. Like, I wasn't really sure, like, what to do. But I did that for four months before I got let go. Holy shit. I got paid for four months to do that. And I, I couldn't believe it. I've, you did help us with camera every now and yes, then. Yes, I, 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 yeah. I remember yes. that. I remember when, that. I feel like everyone has to do camera at Fantasy as it's, like, a rite of passage. I didn't do I was, Dude, I was in the, captioning. You were yeah, you were well, fighting. Yeah, yeah the Christian had, Christian had the worst job. Well, actually, That's worse than what Nick was doing. Yeah, no, at the beginning, the first like three quarters of the job, it sucked. Obviously, being captioning and working mornings, like the early ass mornings. Um, but then mm-hmm. by the end of it all, I was basically just given all like old wrestling matches. So I would just be commentating wrestling matches pretty much, and that was sick. It'd be commentating wrestling and watching World Star on the other screen. World Star hip hop. <laughs> yeah, watch Road Rage and people fight each other. 
There's some. So from fantasy, where did you end up going to next? So from fantasy running, so I, well, from fantasy evolved into Impact Wrestling. My role with them, and that's when I was right. running all their accounts. Um, and then running Impact Wrestling, I loaded up my resume with all my stuff, and I applied for a Sportsnet YouTube job because I saw they were looking for a YouTube channel manager. And uh, as luck would have it, four interviews and six months later, uh, Scott Moore decided to hire me. And uh, now I'm there working with everyone at Sportsnet, including Nick again. <laughs> the boys are back was, together from Walmart there, Wasn't there to a funny story in your interview with Scott Moore? Like, didn't he? Oh, yeah. So uh, what, what did he say? Oh, yeah. He said, if I give you this job, will you name your son after me? And I was like, uh <laughs> No, but I'll name my. I, I could name my dog Scott, and then he just bursted out laughing, and I, I, I think that's what sealed it for me because he thought that was the funniest response ever. Did you end up naming your dog Scott? I don't have a dog. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so walk the listeners through like a day in the life of Drew at work right now during the pandemic. Oh, during the pandemic. Oh, I'll wake up to uh, 517 emails. <laughs> <laughs> all about videos being posted uh we have like a team of like 45 editors constantly emailing me saying hey i want to work on this was this work for youtube will this work for youtube and i either say yes no change this change that um so i essentially curate everything that gets posted for us uh and then also it's being the dangle wrangler as i like to call it whereas (laughs) everything steve dangle produces for our channel mostly comes through me or is an idea that me and him work on together and that has been very fun and has led to some uh, hilarious content, which I'm sure the listeners and you guys are aware of. Mm-hmm. You work with, as you were saying, Steve Dangle, one of the biggest personalities in the hockey world. When I was telling uh, our buddy Justin Bradford about having you on the podcast, he knew exactly who you were in like a second. Yeah. Just because you're producer Drew. Everyone knows who you are because of all the exposure you've been getting. What's it like working with uh, Dangle? It's fun, and at the same time, it's... <laughs> challenging because uh steve likes to go off on his own tangents which he would be uh, he would agree with or he also doesn't like to show up on time for shoots which can be frustrating be like hey steve we got uh the studio book from 11 to 12 all right cool 11:45, steve walks in and that's just <laughs> that's just how it rolls but it is weird to be the producer drew character because 80 percent of the people that watch the videos don't think i exist mm-hmm. so that's constant like funny comments where it's like drew doesn't exist this he's just steve's alter ego it's steve's other personality and then the people that follow me on twitter are like hey this guy actually exists <laughs> so it's a running joke whether or not i should do a face reveal or ever reveal myself but, but I, you I like have, being the though, it's confusing like you have a twitter profile like your picture's, your picture's there. there yeah but only on twitter so on instagram, most of the fans though, are too, just on youtube you have your face on there too right yeah but people don't go on instagram and twitter yeah, people are too YouTube. lazy to go where to did it first start like how did people start saying that you don't exist and why? I think because Steve has a character named Hat Guy. Yeah. Which I don't know if you've seen his LFRs where it's just him in a hat. So people think I'm the next Hat Guy because he's never <laughs> talked to a producer before. Right. And because I was in the room with him, I would bounce comments off him and we would keep those comments in the videos. Mm-hmm. So people were like, oh, Steve's just talking to himself because I wouldn't put my voice in the video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it became this weird thing about Steve talking to himself and now it's become such a big thing that he'll film with other producers and teams and people be like oh I saw a shadow that's producer Drew oh no that's producer Drew and I'm like I was nowhere near that 
do you ever plan on doing a video reveal of yourself on any content or are you just going to see how long you can prolong this yeah i don't know we were talking about how maybe like you put my face in one frame of a steve's dang it's video like for the 500th episode or something <laughs> yeah like and then you just tell the cop people watching like hey producer drew is revealed at a secret frame in this video try and find it and then maybe i'm like wearing a mask a single frame and then it's not even me or something you should do a video <laughs> it's where it's like producer drew reveal and you have like a bag over your head and then the drama at the end of the episode you you take off the bag and there's another bag and then that's it <laughs> like <laughs> like the masked incredible. singer yes or i do or you watch the masked singer oh me and my wife love the masked singer you guys are crazy my mom and my brother love it too I watched the finale because there was nothing else on TV. Oh, and I so was like, this you're is just as bad. Show ever. <laughs> it's a terrible show. It's not good. One of my best friends loves it, and I'm like, this is actually the worst show I've ever watched. Yeah, I can consider myself a reality TV junkie. If it's people competing for some sort of money, I'll watch it. Have you seen Too Hot to Handle on oh, Netflix? Oh, yeah, I finished it. <laughs> I, it's, thank you. I can finally talk about this with no. someone. <laughs> it's the most ridiculous show. I assume you've seen Love is Blind then as well, yep. right? Okay, which one do you like better? Too Hot to Handle, not even close. Really? I think I like Love is Blind a little bit more, only because it just felt like more dramatic. Too Hot to it Handle. It was dramatic, like, I know but what's gonna they happen. didn't have uh, the Br the Australian dude. What's his name? Uh, oh, uh, Francesca's boyfriend yeah, or yeah, whatever? Yeah. He was the funniest character out of both shows. He, oh, what was his name? I can hear his voice in my head, but I can't remember his name. Just straight up denying everything. Hilarious. Yeah, that was... That's just the worst but best reality show I've watched in a while. It's just not okay. Nick and Krishna are like, I don't want to talk uh, about this. Dude, I, I tried know. convincing reality Nick to watch Too Hot to Handle, and he's like, nope. No, uh, <laughs> Nick, listen, watch it. I, I recommend so many things to Drew to watch, and he watches all of them, and then he recommends everything to me, and I never watch anything that he recommends me. I still haven't Nick watched... Nick hasn't even seen the Mission Impossible movies. Can you believe that? What? <laughs> I haven't watched... Are you serious? I, I only watched the first two I watched the second one in theaters in like 1997, and I never watched any of them after that. Hold on, before get so before before better. Matt even says anything, the guy's never seen an episode of Seinfeld, so we'll stop him right there. <laughs> You're right. You're I gotta right. circle back real quick, uh, Drew. What's what's like the wildest? Because it could be two different things, I guess. Wildest and funniest comment you've seen left in the comment section when you're going through and reviewing through the videos. That's a good one. In like in regards to me, uh, yeah, I think either in regards to you and also just in general, if there's been one where you're like, man, like, because sometimes there there is some gold in the comment section. So in regards to you, and then just maybe in general, if there's one that that stood out. Well, I got I know one time somebody doxed me in the YouTube comments. Oh so that no! Was fun. That, yeah, someone was what? like, someone was like, oh, producer Drew, that's Drew Livingstone. He lives at blah blah blah. He went to this school. If you just Google his Instagram profile, it's this. His Twitter profile is this. Oh, On no. Facebook, he's this. You can no see his way. wife. And I was like, I was like, Did whoa, they have whoa, your delete. phone numbers too. Oh no, no shit. Actually, okay. I don't know if my phone number is on my Facebook account, public or not, but it may be. Yeah, that's a quick oh. delete. Uh, right what did you there? do after that? Yeah, I mean, I've. There has been, I deleted instantly, and there has been some other weird comments, like dirty stuff that some people have wrote in fan fiction about Dangle that I've seen, and it's just <laughs> what? super weird. Fan fiction? Yeah. Can you give us a little bit of this? He slowly uh, took off his blouse as producer Drew. <laughs> no, it'll be like, hat guy took Steve into the corner. And the oh, no, God. You know where it goes oh, from my there. God. So, like, oh, my God. Stuff like that is pretty oh, funny. Oh, my God. If you just Google Steve Dangle fan fiction, you'll find it. <laughs> I don't There's a whole There's Reddit fan fiction about everything, then. Holy crap. Yeah. That's weird. Oh, and I mean, I don't like that. there has been some actually, like, 
scary, violent comments that obviously get held for review, so they never get seen. Yeah. But like people threatening to kill people and everything. Oh my god! And I, Jesus. I think that's the craziest thing. Like if they don't agree with Dangle's opinion or someone's opinion, it's like, I'm gonna come hunt you down and kill you and your family. And you're yeah. just like, what is wrong with these people? Yeah, yeah. I remember some people just take the internet way too, I don't know, liberally and just say the weirdest shit that you shouldn't really say. Um, I remember reading. I think there was a there was a video. I can't remember what it was, but. I think there was a mistake in the video, and then Drew fixed it, and then he just told me to rattle off all the comments he saw, and it was just literally just the giantest cesspool of just... Oh, it was Jay Bomeister. Oh, yeah, it was the Jay Bomeister video. So Jay Bomeister collapsed on the bench, and the people yes. that posted it were like, um, Jay Bomeister collapses on bench, canceling Blues whatever game. Yeah. So people were like... Wow, the way you titled that video makes it look like Jay Bomeister did it on purpose, and like yeah. it was like, and then he canceled the game. Five thousand comments just Man. ripping him. It's just you can't <laughs> win. While regardless. we're talking about a lot of stupid people older... that live in the comment section. <laughs> oh, the YouTube on, trolls on every yeah. site. I don't even think it's necessarily talk- sorry, Matt, but I don't think it's necessarily like okay. stupid people. It's just literally people just want to say whatever the heck they want to say on their mind or whatever it is. It doesn't really matter yeah, because they know that there's no. There's no filters. There's no. They're not. Gonna, there's no repercussions to any of that. A lot. A lot of them. Yeah. Most of the people that are just behind the <laughs> keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not While give we're talking about comments and things like that, it was recently Nicholas's birthday. Yes. And for Nick's birthday, yes. his sister got him a cameo. And if you don't know what cameo is, if you go on their website, it's a bunch of different celebrities, athletes, personalities, and basically you pay a set amount of money. And you can get them to relay a message to either yourself, if you want to hear something from your favorite athlete or person, yeah. or you can get them, like Nick's sister did, to send them a happy birthday <laughs> message. And we'll roll the clip for you here. All right, Nick. Nick, who would have thunk it? Happy 31st birthday, buddy. Today is your 31st birthday. Big Leafs fan, Nick. Let me tell you something. Nikolai Borshevsky is my number one Leafs player of all time. You're a little bit younger than me, so you might have missed him. But if you go on YouTube and look at Borshevsky, he's the best Leaf ever. He used one piece of tape on his stick. Unbelievable. Alan Bester, also shortest goalie in the history of Leaf history. Pretty good. Nick. Your sister, your big sister, Victoria, booked this cameo. She said, Nick, he's a freelance producer at Sportsnet, so, you know, he's not working that much right now. I get it, Nick, okay? She also supplied me with your Instagram, so I went on and checked it out. Nick, you got some swag, bro. You look like you're having a fun time. You got friends, you're going to Raptors games, football games, the suit looks good. What's with those fucking glasses, Nick? Is that the only pair of glasses that you own? I think, like, I'm okay with, they're okay, but you could switch it up and maybe mix in a new frame every once in a while, Nick. I do my homework. Your sister said, don't chirp him too bad that he jumps on the TTC tracks. All right, fine. But no, you, you look like you got a good little program going on over there. All your friends in Toronto, you're a Raptor fan, which, whatever, you're from Toronto, so that's fine, but like, that's not that fun, you know? What else is going on up there? How happy are you that it's summer, Nick? Okay. We're going to get baseball back, I guess. Who knows? They think they're going to play hockey this year. There's no fucking way they're playing hockey, Nick. No way. I like Sportsnet. 
I like I like the programming on Sportsnet, so you guys are doing a good job. What's up with freelance producer though, Nick? Is that more is that is that better? You're an independent contractor, that means you can move in and out of things. If so, I like the move. I like the move. But you're a great uncle too, Nick. Now, in my opinion, that's worth more than anything. You got those little you got those little nephews, nieces and nephews. Think about this. Nick, someday you're going to be a dad, okay? And you're having fun right now, which is good. I like that. I can see it on your page that you're enjoying yourself. You're living life to the fullest, which I am a big proponent of. I love that. You got to have fun. You got to work hard, play hard. I also don't see you going on that many runs, Nick. I can see on your page you're not running enough. Victoria, I'm sorry I had to say it. I hope that's okay. Nick, Today is your birthday, enjoy the day. Kick back, relax, have a day. Tomorrow, you're gonna wake up, you're gonna see my ugly mug in your, in your fucking head and your dreams. You're gonna put your running shoes on the first thing you do tomorrow morning and go for a, lo a long run, Nick. 6K, four to 6K, okay? Kilometers, not miles. I run miles, you can run kilometers, Nick, it's fine. Happy birthday, guys. Victoria, you're a great big sister. Nick, enjoy yourself, buddy. You're 31 today. All right. So, Nicholas, did you expect any of this at all? No, I had no idea. I know what Cameo is, but my sister just sent me. She's like, happy birthday. Here's a link. And I clicked on the link, and I'm just like, what the hell? Sean Avery? <laughs> and this guy, Sean Avery's just sitting there with like this, I don't know if it's an e-cigarette or a fancy-looking cigarette. I don't even know what it is. And he's just sitting like lounging in his chair, smoking the cigarette. He's like, Nick, I'll tell you, man. I went through your Instagram. You look like a nice guy. You're cool. But I got to tell you, why do you have the same pair of glasses? And I was just dying of laughter. Cause he... It was the funniest shit I've ever seen. When you sent that to the group chat, I was like, that's Sean Avery. I was like, what the fuck It was fuck the most random on? thing, but I loved it because it was – a lot of those cameos are like, hi, I uh, heard you love me in this show. I uh, just wanted to say yeah. happy birthday and thanks for your support. But, like, Sean Avery was like, nah, I'm going to give this guy a three-and-a-half-minute video where I'm going to research him and tell tell you what I think is good and bad about you. Isn't that kind of creepy? That Sean Avery was just, it's like, hilarious. looking all over yeah, your profiles? Like I, went, like... I, I, I went back because my sister told me, check if he's seen it. And I went through some of my videos or, or my stories, and he had watched them. And I thought it was That's the most cool. hilarious thing ever. But I, I wasn't expecting it at all. And then I was just dying when he was saying, like, I, that I need to lose a few pounds and I need to start going yeah, for go a for runs. Yeah, go for a run. Did, did, did you, you go yeah, for yeah, a run? Yeah, that's my question, too. Did you go for the run? No, I went for a walk. <laughs> I go for wow. a run. You got you to gotta go on the run and then, like, put it on your Instagram story and tag Sean Avery and be like, I went for a run. And then go get new glasses and be like, I got new glasses. Yeah, no, I, I have no glasses. So I have two pairs now. So it's all good. <laughs> it's but, funny. Have you guys, did you guys ever watch that Paul Bissonnette, Sean Avery thing where, like, Sean Avery has, like, eight different things he puts on his eyes every morning no no what like you the bags under it. his eyes yeah it's like a day in the life with Sean oh, yeah. Avery and like the amount of makeup and stuff this guy uses yeah and i laughed because in the video that nick got sent you can see it just on his face <laughs> like he's fully wearing something i gotta rewatch and look for that i want i wanted That's to post so that on twitter bizarre. but it was too long you can uh, send it to me and i'll compress it okay. for you and make it smaller. You can send it to Drew. Drew's the YouTube manager. Drew knows Just how to get do a all that Bitly stuff. link, Nick. Come on. No, not that way. I mean, like, at the minute wise, it was too long. I think, oh, I think okay. uh, Twitter only oh. has a certain amount, whatever. But it was so good because, like, one, I wasn't expecting it. Two, like, I'm Sean Avery, like, uh, you know, he's 
people either hate him or like him or whatever. But after that video, I'm just like, I, how can you not like this guy? Like he yeah. was like making me go, oh, how sweet and chirping me at the same time. Like he's like, Nick, you're an uncle. You look pretty cool. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I can see you. You have a lot of friends. That's nice. But, uh, you know, you like that. You, you need to dress a little better. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, my God. Oh, and when he's like, what's with freelance, Nick? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like when he was diving into that. And he's like, if, if it's this way, then it's a good move yeah, for you. I, not, then... I, wa- I, was, I was literally like talking to Sean in my head. I'm like, no, it's not a good thing, my friend. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I respect that's, that he gave you the three-minute video because, yeah, I've seen some that are, like, ten seconds, and yeah. like, that's it. Yeah, that like that's by far the best cameo I've seen. 100%. Because I was looking on the cameo website because I wanted to send my buddy one from Oscar from The Office. Mm, yes. And I went through, like, some of his, and I was like, I don't really want to pay almost 100 bucks for this. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's just the most generic thing ever. I'd pay 100 bucks in a heartbeat for a Sean Avery three-minute video. Yeah. No question. I think his his was sixty bucks. His was sixty bucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm looking at oh, Cameo yeah. too right now. See who's yeah. on here. Um, I think sixty bucks for him is yeah, unreal for, for the three minute video. That is that is pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, the, the 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 best one I saw before that that was sent. It wasn't even a long one. I think it's just because of who it was. It was, um, Nico. Nick, you know Nico. Yeah, um, Nico. One of, yeah. That, one of the guys that I worked with. He doesn't work at TSN anymore. He's with the Jays. Uh, they sent his buddy one of those, and it was John Taffer. And if you guys watch Bar Rescue, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was pretty solid. <laughs> like that's that's crazy. Wait, I, if you, uh, it's like ahead. the perfect like I want to give everyone cameos now. Like Michael Rappaport I, I would be a good one, so bad. right? Yeah, like he would talk so much shit. And it's like if if it's like a hundred something dollars I pay, I think it, if it goes more than that, I think it's a little too expensive. Oh, there's people like, that are like twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. Caitlyn Jenner is like is like twenty five thousand or not twenty five thousand twenty five hundred. Wow! It's like, is that can even... we talk about how Martin Brodeur is on there for one hundred and fifty yeah. bucks? Yeah. Wow! Hall of Fame goalie. Really? Yeah. What are you doing on there for one hundred fifty? Rodman's on there for five hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's weird though. Like, it's, it's a weird thing. Like, hey, I'm so and so. You might remember me from this show, and ha- yeah. I don't know who you are, but hello, and uh, okay, uh, let's try to have a conversation one way. <laughs> it's just weird. Bruce as hell. Buffer is. Th- Bruce Buffer's $300, but I almost, almost want to do it just to hear it's time. his uh, his iconic yeah. It's Time. yeah. But, like, you just get him saying that? But you know you ah. know that's all it is. It's like everybody that you're getting from these things, it's like, say the line. Like, do this, do that. Yeah, give, me do line, give me the line. I give noticed the line. every single one I watched from Rappaport, and I think uh, there was a YouTuber I looked at, every single one of them was, happy birthday, Steve. Happy birthday, John. Happy birthday, whatever. Yeah. Like, it's just, they're all happy birthday messages. And I was like, someone needs to get roasted or something. Yeah. I, I yeah. remember a couple of years ago, we got one at work for, we got Soldier Boy to say happy birthday to <laughs> Phil Kessel. Uh, <laughs> it, it, he didn't even say his name. It was like a five second video. And all, he's like, Hey, it's your man Soldier Boy. He's like, "Happy birthday, Phil Cassell." <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, "Oh my god, it's ruined." Yeah. It, it was not what what we hoped it would turn out to be. <laughs> did you guys end, end up posting it? I don't think it was ever posted, and if they okay. did, it was maybe they did it recent like his last birthday just for jokes. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if we ever posted it. It's we should though. <laughs> it's just like Phil Cassell. If I, if I were those celebrities, it's like like the message you're probably like and and like to soldier boy be like and he'd like ask to like do the crank that dance or something like that like yeah. it'd just be like non-stop yeah. and i'd just be fed up if i was one of them 
Especially for like six Like I'm bucks. going through all of these people now, and there's some people that I'd pay like what they're It's mostly like D-list is. celebrities or like celebrities that oh, yeah. used to be really famous and aren't as much anymore. But it's still like I'd get Gilbert Godfrey to just like yell at somebody and be like, I would love that. You know that. what I mean? Like it's timeless. Peter Budai is twenty bucks. Peter Budai. My, my Darcy guy. Tucker, $61. So if there's a Leaf fan in your life that has a birthday, Darcy Tucker, 61 bucks. Yeah. That's not bad. Like for a Leaf that's really well known by yeah, there's a There's a lot, a lot of athletes people. on yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all a lot of no-name people. There like are a lot ex- of no-name people. NFL middle linebacker. Here. There's Brett Favre on there. <laughs> I, I'm not shocked Brett Favre's yeah. on here, though. For 300 bucks. Pete Alonzo's on here. Want to see my Danny Woodhead? Damn <laughs> Hi, I'm former fullback of this team. Wow, Matt, B- Matt Barkley's charging a hundred bucks a cameo. That's oh wild. Hey, Bill, Bills fans, man. <laughs> John Dornboss is fifty bucks if you want him. Oh, see, I would see, enjoy that. John uh, Dornboss yeah. is sick. You do, do, do a magic trick for me. For you. And you're an Eagles fan, Christian, so yeah. I know what I'm getting you for your birthday. Legendary <laughs> long snapper. <laughs> That's probably something else that Nick doesn't watch. America's Got Talent. No, I don't. I no. am so guilty yep. of watching that show and like The Voice and all of those shows strictly on YouTube. Real quick, Rajay Davis, thirty bucks. That's one that I think is well worth it. I would oh, do thirty it. bucks for I'd sure. Do that one. Um, have okay. So I was given homework from our last podcast to watch the last. So you dance. watched it? Did you watch it? I watched eight episodes. How many? So. I watched eight okay, episodes in like that's a week, good. so I'm I'm like I'm fine if we spoil the last two episodes. Yeah. But the gist I got from the last dance so far is that I get people are saying it's holy shit good, like oh my god, it's so good. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it doesn't feel like a documentary to me. It feels like this is MJ just telling a story because it's so editorialized by MJ. Uh, like yeah, I think the stuff the de- the darkest it got was his gambling problems, which lasted, what, an episode total? One, his father getting shot. And his father getting shot. But even then, shot, I still like think they... They, they went, it was like a very MJ-sided part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. For sure, though, but as the executive producer, you knew that was going to happen. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not upset yeah. that it was super that way, but the way people were saying it, like it was the biggest tell-all and stuff like that, I was like, no, it's not. It's good, but it's not that fantastic. Drew, what did you think of it? I thought it was good. I mean, I, I loved I, my favorite part of the whole show. I mean, it's a great edited. I, I like the way it was edited. I like the way it was told looking back at Rodman mm-hmm. and Phil. Mm-hmm. My funny, the funniest takeaway, though, is all the kids that are like, well, kids, like 18 year olds and younger going like, wow, MJ's like the goat. He was better than LeBron. Like, they're like, <laughs> who's this Michael Jordan guy? And I love seeing those reactions <laughs> yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. It's wild. Like, for people who don't necessarily know what old school basketball was like or anything like that. It's definitely an eye opener because I was talking to some of my friends who just are strictly LeBron and like Kobe's probably the furthest back they've ever gone. And then they see like the bad boy Pistons and stuff like that. And they're like, holy shit. And like, for me, it was a good reminder that the NBA was way different than what it is now. And like, if you hit a three, you were basically a God and that's all you could do. Whereas now if you can't hit threes and do other things, you're just trash. Well, can you imagine guys like Harden and Curry playing in those areas? They would get destroyed. Yeah, yeah, like they're way too Dennis small. Dennis Rodman and MJ would just realized he had to get bigger. The shit out of him. <laughs> it was the Dennis Rodman story. The, the one thing that made me go holy shit is I did not know about that forty-eight hour oh, amazing that Rodman had, yeah. and then didn't come back for way longer than that. I was yeah. like, dude, I want to party with. <laughs> did Dennis. you see I, Carmen Electra's Pornhub searches went up like five hundred percent after episode six of The Last Dance? Man, I ran. In, like, I ran into. I ran into Rodman when I was in Vegas like ten years ago. Like the only time I've ever been to Vegas, 
um, literally just try to shake his hand and say, like, nice to meet you, and he was kind of a dick. <laughs> um, not shocked. <laughs> but um, I can see it. But, man, a lot of respect for what he did on the court, though, because he's a beast. <laughs> yeah. The, like... The way he played and then how he left Detroit and went to the Bulls and, like, was a badass there, too. It's just wild. If anybody in the NBA ever did any of the shit he did, well, he'd like, A, be suspended, and B, not Well, on top ready. of that... Well, I mean, Kawhi went to a strip club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Jordan, Jordan deciding I'm going to change my number just because, like, someone made a chirp about it isn't even, like, the wildest, like, thing that happened just on the spot where it's like you imagine someone today was just like i'm changing my number just because someone tripped it like that wouldn't be allowed lebron tried changing the number this year nba said no not happening jordan changed in the middle of the series because he's like no they tripped my my number change so i'm gonna change it and it wasn't even the wildest thing that happened to them during like a thing where it's like so like no way that would ever happen rodman takes a vacation in vegas all that shit like so wild It's it's insane. My, it's up there with like good docs for yeah. me. Like it's it was a very solid. Dude, in the middle I of the NBA finals, right he was wrestling with the NWO. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like insane. <laughs> How did he have that strength to like just play as good as he did and do cocaine. all the other shit at the same? Cocaine, yeah, that makes cocaine. sense. Cocaine. <laughs> the two things I loved about the documentary was one, all the montages of Jordan playing in the eighties and nineties, just to like whatever mm-hmm. tracks those were sick. Yeah, my 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 favorite thing of everything was. Every time MJ said he took everything personal, <laughs> and then and then the one he said this, he's like, and that then it became personal. <laughs> yeah, I thought and about this in my personal. head, and then it became personal. <laughs> <laughs> Did that ever happen with you that look guy? At MJ, the wrong no, way. No, it never happened. I made it up. But I used more. I used that as motivation. Everything was motivation. I love to. He's like, did I have a gambling problem? No, I didn't do anything wrong. Guy goes to the front of the bus. He's like, I'm playing your one dollar game just to take all your money. Yeah. <laughs> he's like no i i have a competition problem or something like that i was like it's yeah. pretty close yeah. to the same thing if you're putting money on does it. he currently have an alcohol problem or something i is I, that a thing I, I i honestly i would think so well how is this he, uh, uh, like his his like throat must be fucked up from years of cigars and they're they're like, massive, cigars. massive they're, cigars they're not yeah. little like a one day thing stubs yeah those are <laughs> That cigar would take me three was, months to smoke. The one he was smoking, yeah. that long ass one. Yeah, I was uh, I was reading too that you know how he had a glass of like liquor next to him the yeah. whole time. Yeah. So that was like blatant product placement because people like me would just Google what the hell was MJ drinking. So that's his own tequila brand, and bottles can go up to eighteen hundred. Oh, right away when I saw that, I'm like, Each? I'm like, it's it's his definitely Each. his wow. own liquor brand. I thought of Wayne Gretzky type of thing, like with his wine. I was like, MJ definitely yeah. had the guy had a massive like entire room that was a wine cabinet for him in the basement yeah like that that's just it was a good doc it was it was, it was all right i'll give it to him uh they ordered a tom brady one if you guys didn't know espn ordered <laughs> yeah i already booted on twitter that. that i i honestly will not watch because i don't care like how do you um, how do you wait the... 20 years to do an mj1 and then to do a one tom brady mid tampa bay no, buccaneers contract i'll tell you this right now Tom Brady doing one right now, everyone rolls their eyes. But in 20 years, if this was released, everyone would be like, wow, look at how much of a mm-hmm. goat Tom Brady. Well, that's what was. I'm saying. Blah, 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 blah. Release it Release it in yeah, like five years, years when he's done or 10 years. Don't release yeah. it while he's mid-Tampa Bay Buccaneers contract. <laughs> yeah. The guy could be in yeah, like his declining no, years, having his worst year, and a documentary is going to come out about him being the goat. Even then, like, <laughs> the Patriots cheated. 
Like, yeah. I, so, like, Seriously. <laughs> I think we can all agree here. Fuck the Patriots. <laughs> they're really definitely not going to show that. tiptoe around it. Yeah, they'll be like, and we're just going to skip yeah. the Super Bowl and go to the next No, year they'll just no do what they did in the last dance. And, and then, like, Tom Brady would be like, we never deflated those balls. And then that's the end of the conversation. Well, it's not even yeah. that. The first three yeah. they won were because of Spygate. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they have to mention yeah. those, too. <laughs> I'm like, we never did that either. We're, we're just a good football I knew every team. defensive play that was coming because I studied. That's what he's going to say. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's all this thought process is what makes me not want to watch it when it eventually comes out. But you still there's will. Still be so, yeah, I, I still will. will. Especially if there's still a pandemic. <laughs> um, For real. Speaking of the pandemic and getting sports back, the NHL proposed a 24-team playoff. Actually, holy shit, we get, we get to talk about hockey. Well, it's, it's a play-in <laughs> play play format for the playoffs. Yeah. It's so before we even dive into the format itself and all we really want to talk about right now is that it's play in Drew. What do you think of that? Like you've seen how it will work kind of thing. Are you a fan of the proposed format? I am, but I'm not a fan of what's happening with the draft picks. And I saw there was a proposed thing where like if Pittsburgh loses to Montreal, they may get Montreal's draft pick. And I was like, well, that's not fair to the Habs. They have what? 68 points and they are not going to pick eighth overall now because they upset Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, and I want I want them to give Colorado a chance to catch St. Louis as a selfish Avalanche fan, so we can get the one seed. <laughs> well, this is back to back guests now, where we've had an Avs yeah, fan. Yeah, Luca. <laughs> yes, me and Luca, Luca surprisingly, yeah. in St. Louis, met John Michael Lyles, and we yelled at him and took a picture with him together. What do you mean you? said yelled at? Did you yell like, "Hey, come here"? Or did you yell like, "Hey, fuck you"? No, he was about to get into a car, and I was like, "Luca, that's John Michael Lyles." I was like, "Want to get a picture?" He's like, "Sure," and I was like, "Hey, John." You mind taking a picture with me, me and Luca here? And he's like, sure. And I could tell he was That's like, he was like, oh, this is awesome. No one ever recognizes me kind of thing. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Um, the only thing I don't really like about the 24-team playoff is that it's rewarding teams with barely any regulation wins and things like that and putting them in the playoffs. Uh, like, why is 24 the number here? I think because it's all, it's, all, it's all we, teams on the less? bubble, no? That can give them maybe a chance. I, I, I get that it's not perfect, but, like, what do you want right now? Oh, no, like, I'm being picky, but I will literally take if they said it's a 30-team plan. As much as I'd hate it, I'd take it. Would you take a 30-team like, over a 24? Because I'd take a 24 over no, I'll a 30. No, I'll take a 24 over the 30. I'd take a 20 over a 30 as well. I don't even think this season's going mean, to come back. Yeah. You think you think our 300 new cases is bad? Just look at the entire United States. Yeah. I don't care. I think it's this. inevitable that hockey will come back. You actually think it'll come back this year? Yeah, I can't see them not. The, the, the amount of money the NHL will lose if they don't have a season, and they can, I, I think they have to. They can but take imagine the, the amount of money they'd though. lose if someone gets sick and infects more people and they cause a breakout. Right, but I think they'd, so you need the host cities and you need like constant yeah. testing. I think you, they got to figure that part out. And I know mm-hmm. some players, I think I saw Milan Lucic said like, dude, I have a wife and three kids. Like they're not staying in a hotel with me for two months. What the heck is, what the hell are they going to do yeah. all day? Yeah. So... They got to figure out that stuff, and I think the players would vote on it. And if if some of them don't want to play, maybe you just play with the players that want to play. Yeah, That's and what's... I think that if you're doing this playoff like that, if you can make sure the playoffs are quick and concise, and you're not throwing it away, you're not doing like get best of threes. Like if you want to do best of fives, fine. I think the quicker you can wrap it up, the better it'll be health wise for everybody, and beneficially you still get to watch hockey. It might not be best of sevens, but I mean you don't get a best of seven that often. Yeah. You get games that go like a four zero sweep or five six seven games, but 
I'm okay with just having a short little playoff if that means I get hockey. Well, you're a Leaf fan, so you're used to a short people, little playoff anyway. <laughs> I am going to be very used to a short little play. People in against will the Blue complain. Yeah. People will complain about like the format, whatever. But once it starts to get going, then everyone's just going to be glued to their TV. So it doesn't really matter. I'm I mean, surprised. Which I, I'm I'm gonna like. If, do you think the NHL makes the first step, or do you think the NBA does? Because one of them is going to wait for the other. As soon as one of them announces they're coming back, the other one's going to be like, all right, we're coming too. I think the NBA has to make the first yeah. step because they have less people on their rosters. But they also, they're way closer while they're playing. They are. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, hockey is going to be eventually the same thing. You're going to be skating right next to people. Everyone's breathing. Yeah. So right. you're going to get everyone brushing up against each other. I think basketball, I think football might I don't really want to say it's fucked, but it's going to be tough for football to come back because of how big the rosters Listen, are. Listen, all that it is is guys have to get tested constantly all the time. They yep. either go into quarantine or they don't. But the, the season, all these all the, all these things can still happen because the, the leagues have money. And so they mm-hmm. they have money to do a little bit properly or not, whatever. I know in, the, in, in England they want to bring back the Premier League. Uh, there are players that are refusing to play, but they're still moving on with it anyway. So that that's going to happen as well. If Milan Lucic doesn't want to play they're still going to keep going forward with it because they're losing too much money and they have yep. enough money where they can make it safe and that if people do get uh, the, the virus, I think that they can quarantine easily. Again, though, there is there is an option that, you know, everyone starts getting, you know, the virus and then it just creates this whole Well, that's hell. the thing. Like, what if, what if, let's say, the Leafs made the Eastern Conference final, then all of a sudden Mitch Marner, let's say, gets corona. They got to quarantine the entire Leafs team for 14 days, and then yeah. mid-series, yeah. you're waiting two weeks to yeah. play game three. And the thing we don't talk when, about easy, a lot is, like, a lot of these teams, when they get flus, it goes like wildfire in those locker rooms. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's got a flu, everyone's got mumps. Like, it happens. I was about to say the mumps. So, yeah. like, especially with this, like, what could actually happen? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's definitely finicky because you look at how it started in, in the NBA – like Gobert, and then it moves to Donovan Mitchell, and then it starts spreading around more and more. And that's just—it's the smallest roster, but that's where it that's started. That's literally off. what started shutting down everything. Like no one really yeah. cared as much about it until Rudy Gobert got it, and then everyone was like, yeah. "Oh my God, this can happen to all of us!" Yeah. And then everyone started freaking I, out. I think the only way it, to solve this is to have them all eating together, sleeping together. Like the teams <laughs> are just always together; that they're not going off. Like you don't have one player going to a bar or a restaurant on their own. Like you yeah. need to keep yeah. everything together. Yeah. Do you think we'll run into any team owners being like, I'm not sacrificing the health and safety of any of my players? Team owners, no. no. It's going to be, yeah, it's gonna be the players, greedy. I'd say. it. Yeah, not the owners. It's the, players. it's the PA, for yeah. sure. It's the players is the reason why I'm saying I don't think that the league is going to come back this year. They, survive, they survived lockout years in a shortened season. They've played more games this year than they did in the shortened season. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they, they miss out on playoffs. They're still a multi-billion dollar corporation. They're not going to fold like the CFL might fold type of thing. Like They'll be fine if they just say, all right, focus on to next year. I don't understand why. I get why they're doing all this like all everyday planning of, okay, we might bring it back. We might bring it back. But like again, like players are not going to be one to just have to be, go in line with everything. Like They're at some summer camp for, for three months and not be allowed to do stuff with their family and have to only be restricted to certain things. And then all of a sudden turn it around two months later and come do another full season again. Yeah, I just that's the one thing I don't like is that the other leagues like the AHL, the OHL, they're all going to start regular time this year. Mm -hmm. So now if if the NHL does have a playoffs, and then they don't start till December, what happens with the draft and like you're essentially fucking up? Yeah, the AHL players you can call up. Like if you don't call it within like the next week, you are fucking up two seasons. 
and there's no pretty way to say it because that's what it is. Um, do you think any other sports come back true? I think hockey and basketball come back. I don't see baseball yeah. coming back because it seems like the players are holding out and it doesn't look like they're going to give in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and that I think that's more of a money thing than a health thing, though, which I found <laughs> Blake Snell's comments kind of weird. But yeah, yeah. like I, I think baseball has, <laughs> I think basketball has the best chance of coming back. Then hockey, then I'd say baseball, then football. I think it's whatever whatever the NBA mm-hmm. does. I think then everyone else tries to follow suit because I think right now they are the de facto, uh, the biggest league, the most money coming in whatever they do everyone else will do and that's not to say football football is kind of different because the season's not even close to starting yet so they don't have to worry about that but everyone else that are we're in current seasons and i genuinely think, think that does, adam silver the is the most suit. respected commissioner out of the four major sports that that fans will also be on board with whatever the 100%. nba does if silver comes out and says it like he normally does but i think if hockey comes out and does something yeah. and bettman takes a stage then that's not a good precedent to set I think if it's if it's silver, I think we're in good hands. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree that silver's definitely yeah. like when I mean, he canceled the NBA in like a second, and the NHL waited what three days or yeah. so before yeah. they announced it. Yeah, and everyone thought like, oh, the NHL's going to announce tonight, and they didn't. <laughs> uh, so let's end the podcast off on a light note, non-COVID related. Drew, how have you? Well, I guess it is COVID related. Um, how have you been keeping entertained <laughs> during all of this? Are you watching any new shows? Playing video <laughs> games? um yeah i mean i've watched a lot of tv as everyone has i'm assuming uh netflix amazon prime i even got the quibi free trial just to watch the one show oh my god so listen to this i'm watching and you know it's designed Mm -hmm. to watch your phone like uh yeah not landscape the other way vertical vertical uh and then through episode eight of that uh, dangerous game show, I turned it sideways and I was like, oh, "You can watch in sixteen by nine as well." Why have I been watching like this the whole time? When I checked out their promo, that was like their biggest thing too. It was like, "You can watch it any way you flip your phone." Yeah. See, I didn't watch no promo. I just thought, "Oh, this is cool. I get to watch uh, vertically." And oh my god. Meanwhile, you can watch the other way. But yeah, so that's what canceled. Who's better uh, between the two? We're also playing a lot of Warzone. Yeah, a lot of oh, work. I expected a little bit of a fight. Oh, Drew there. is our best. He's our best player by far. No, he's a hundred percent. He has the be- best kill death rate. He's he's our he's our uh, he's our best player for sure. I, <laughs> only because of experience. I don't know if it's because of experience. Event. I don't know. Although he gets our friends a lot of ma- like mad all the time. The other night, one of our friends quit on like mid game and he's like drew what the hell you always tell me to do this for the team blah, blah, and then you go do your own thing and then say, we're just letting yeah, we then, die and then he just logged off nick was it you <laughs> no it wasn't me i don't get that mad ask drew i don't get that i mad at, at I, no off. no nick nick rage quits or nick <laughs> rages over the way people kill them it's always my favorite when we get nick i couldn't play a shooting game accurate. with nick <laughs> Yeah, if I played I a shooting even... game with Nick, I get killed so fast because I would just be laughing the entire time listening to him. I I like last night and I, every sports and anything I think about like four hours after this guy parachuted 
on me. I had all the time in the world to kill him. I somehow didn't kill me. I didn't, somehow didn't kill him. He killed me. And for like four hours afterwards, I was just like, how the fuck did he kill me? I shot him 15 times. And this guy came with a parachute. He wasn't even shooting Nick, me yet. You would I don't have get it. a decent amount of viewers. The, I know. I th- I feel the other like I thing Nick does. Nick. Yes, go. The other thing Nick does is something bad will happen to the team and instead of like taking a serious Nick laugh, and you'll just hear someone yelling, you'll hear Nick going like, <laughs> and he's like trying to hide himself laughing. I don't know if you, I don't know if you hear this too, but I whisper under what my breath whispering? when I don't want you guys to hear. Do you ever hear that sometimes? I'm just like, no. I can't, be- I, I'm just like, I can't believe this guy killed me. Like it doesn't make sense. I feel like Drew is like, I'll sometimes go in like, oh, and we can charge it, in this building and shoot all these people kind of thing. While Nick and whoever else is in your squad is like a hundred meters oh, yeah, away. 100%, and then Drew gets yeah. down and is like, where the fuck are you guys? <laughs> no. So Nick will come in with me, but he just won't hit anything. <laughs> I'm getting better though. I'm getting better. Okay. You and me both, oh, Nick. I'm gosh, so shit at shooting games. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at... I want to hear before we leave. What's your what's your most favorite dangle story, or do you have any fun stories from All Star Weekend when you went to St. Louis or anything like that? Uh, yeah, sure. We can talk about St. Louis. Also, the NBA Finals was no, pretty fun. We went I to the parade. Too far away like, to go to the NBA Finals. I don't know. Finals did you guys all go to the NBA Finals parade? Yes, I was in. It was, I was working it was in the, the office. Worst. Yeah, that I was the was worst experience probably of my life. Yeah, uh, following Dangle with a mic cord because we didn't have a wireless microphone. Of course, we had a cable, <laughs> so we're like choking people while we're walking through crowds. Uh, and he had climbed on top of a TTC bus inside a dump truck. Like there was, I remember it was so. Yeah, just to interview people. And I remember one guy was like, he was like absolutely hammered. He's like, "Did you see that?" And Dangle was like, "What?" He's like, "I stepped on a baby." And like, what? <laughs> what? He's like, he's like, I'm not proud of it, but it was just there. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, uh, okay. And then he was like, are you going to cut this like that jump cut dangle style? Like jump cut, jump cut, jump cut. That'll be awesome. <laughs> so like if, if you watch the, if you go watch the NBA finals parade with dangle uh, video, you'll see that guy. It's actually pretty funny. Oh my God. Uh, and then in St. Louis, that yes. was a good time. We went all around the city. I remember that was my first time trying pink Whitney at like two in the morning with dangle. We walked to some convenience store and we found out there was like, uh, they sell potato chips in the states that have wrappers on them, so it's oh, like fuck. Migos flavored barbecue. Oh yeah, like, uh, <laughs> so that was pretty yeah. weird. But uh, the best part about St. Louis was the arch. I don't know if you guys knew, but I did not know that you could go inside the arch. I didn't know that. Like walk so, up. No, no, like you can you, walk so you it. go in, you go in. So we're filming the like day in the life with Dangle, and he's standing in front of a metal wall. This is also on our YouTube page. If you just Google Dangle does St. Louis or something, I don't know. Um, he's standing in front of this little metal wall and it's like a four foot rectangle and I'm shooting it and he's like, why are you filming right now? It's a wall behind me. And I was like, no, it's a door. And he's like, no, it's not. And then the, this four foot thing opens and it's like a paper mache circle thing. That's like four feet by four feet with five seats. It looks like the Dragon Ball Z pod that Goku flies in. And we're like, what? And then you get in this thing and it's just creaking all the way up. You feel like oh you're going to die the whole time. <laughs> Dangle's going, we're going to die. I don't like this. We're going to die. And it's just creaking and you're, the ball's rotating while you're inside of it. And then you finally get to the top and the, the room at the top of the arch has windows that are like one foot by six inches. And you just, they give you a post-it note to write something on there, a goal in your life. And we're like, please don't fall. Don't die. Writing that stuff. 
It, it, that was the scariest part of St. Louis because I, I didn't know you could go in there. And it doesn't feel safe at all while you're up there. The wind is just blowing. And then you got to go back down in this paper mache pod that takes 45 minutes to get down. <laughs> and then they tell you that it, it, was, it was built by some guy who doesn't oh, even have an engineering shit. degree. He just built it on a whim in like 1960. Oh so you're like, God. why am I going inside or this thing? a lawsuit. How have someone yeah, not died? Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, Watch that video. What has you guys been the most laugh. stressful yeah. event you've worked? Like whether it be in person or like having to deal with the aftermath of footage and stuff like that and managing. Uh, most stressful event probably. Uh, I'd say NBA Finals <laughs> Media Day actually when we were down at the ACC or sorry Scotia Bank Arena. Um, just going trying to get into the crowds with all the players talking. Like not, I never mm -hmm. knew like there could be that many people in the press in one spot at one time. So trying to squeeze a camera in there with a mic and then trying to feed questions to Dangle to ask. And then randomly when we're walking out, of course, Dangle sees Brendan Shanahan like running to his office and he's like, Shanny, Shanny. And he like chases him down a restricted <laughs> hallway that we're not supposed to go down. Yeah. And then Brendan was like, what do you want? This is NBA Because Brendan obviously knows who he is. And he's like, what do you want? This is NBA day. And he's like, you mind talking to us for a second? And he's like, only you, Steve, would find Brendan Shanahan to talk to you on NBA Finals <laughs> Media Day. <laughs> and then... He makes a joke to Brendan while we're talking, like, hey, Brendan, this wasn't part of your Shanna plan today, was it? And he was like, I don't say that word. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. He likes Steve, though, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He, he does, does like yeah. Steve. I he feel like his daughters a lot of him, people kind of weird comment, that are behind the scenes in media, whether it be GMs and stuff like that, love Steve. I think he just has that personality that, well, you either love him or you just don't like him at all. Yeah, you love him or hate him. There's no in between. You either respect his grind that he went on and what he's built yeah or you're just like this guy's like, just a loud fan mm. i should have that job those are the most mm -hmm. i think people. if you can meet him in person though like you change your opinion on that in general like he's a really nice guy yeah like I, i'll be honest before mm -hmm. i met him i was like oh steve's just like a, a hothead airhead guy who just likes the leafs and i didn't respect him as much and then when i started working with him i was like wow this guy's yeah. genuinely a nice guy and the effort he puts into his videos and like thing. you can just yeah. tell his that it's not experience with him. all yeah. flashy screamy screamy all the time even though that is part of the shtick that there's actual thought behind the the way the video is produced and the way yeah. the video flows and things like that it's not just i'm going to turn on my computer and scream into a camera even though like that's what it's supposed to look like but it's well thought out exactly that's Dude, weird. michael buble said last week how big of a dangle fan he was that was the weirdest thing ever <laughs> He was like, I'm I'm Dangle for the Vancouver that's, Canucks. That's and really like, cool. Wait, what? You watch my stuff, Michael Bublé? <laughs> 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 uh, but Christian's got to set it up. we got to get Steve on bar down quick. Yeah, sometime. would that crossover uh, yeah, ever never going to be I, that I'm, crossover. I'm trying, yeah, right. I'm trying to get myself... <laughs> I'm trying to get myself on a bar down quiz these days, uh, Drew, so <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Just say you can get Dangle on the quiz, but you have to go on the quiz, too. No, I would love oh, to yeah. go on the quiz, and yeah, I'd definitely happen. get them on. If I if I had any power of who would who could go on the quizzes, I would definitely be all for the uh, the cross rival joining forces for the well, quiz. We already played Smash Bros together in St. Louis and took a That's pretty peace cool. treaty picture. That's so. true. When I saw when I saw the yeah. picture, I thought, okay, all is well in in Toronto sports media. <laughs> it, it's crazy. Like before you dive into actually working in sports media in Toronto, you have to pick one. It's like Sportsnet or TSN. But once you start working for one or the other, you're like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's like this rivalry does not exist. I don't care. 
play. No, and like talking with all of our down guys, you realize like, oh, you guys deal with the exact same problems we do. Yeah, so yeah we're exactly. all in the same boat. Like everyone yeah, has everyone the same complaints. The same stuff. Everyone's doing the same thing. Sports Center there and Sports Center connected or Sportsnet connected. Same shit. Yeah, it's just, all trying to make a buck and make Sportsnet a living. Sportsnet Central, just, not connected. Just Matt nighttime, Tim and Sid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you obviously know which network I watch. Uh, <laughs> I think the funniest story I've ever seen. Like I, I sat in with Steve and Drew once in their digital studio and Steve would like go on a tangent where he's like yelling and he's like, but this is happening. Blah, blah, blah. And then Drew would be like, uh, can you talk about Calgary Flames? And he's like, oh yeah, sure. And then he's just so calm in a second. And then all of a sudden he's yelling again. And it's just, it's just great. Yeah. He, he can flip a switch Drew. and it's, yeah. Yeah. You can flip a switch and it's something that the, a lot of people The worst is do. that our studio is not soundproof, which <laughs> few people don't realize. So, He'll be screaming at the top of his lungs, and you'll see people in the office through the glass going, like, yeah. just staring. And he's like, oh, <laughs> you just heard everything I said. <laughs> uh, Nick, Christian, any final questions for Drew before we head out of here? Uh, well, I know him in real life, so I'm good. I know everything about him, so that's okay. <laughs> yeah, but do, you have any, do you have any terrible stories about Drew? Uh, well, the one time we went to jail. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, he's, he's a great guy, so I got nothing bad to say about him. Christian? Oh, nice guy. Any final thoughts here, fella? No, just appreciate you coming on, Drew. Glad to have you on. It's a good time. No problem, guys. Yeah, Drew, thanks a lot for coming on. We're a teeny-weeny podcast, but we appreciate it. When producer Are we going to play Warzone together uh, later on? Matt never wants can to I, play. Every can time I he's play playing on MLB, PC? all can he does is yeah, play you can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, it's a okay. cross-platform. <laughs> maybe, because all I've right. been grinding MLB so hard lately. And I should maybe switch up games. I need to update COD. I'll look at that right after this. Um, but as I was saying, Drew, thank you a ton for coming on. Uh, you and I have been buddies since Fantasy. You and Nick have been buddies since Wally World days. You've known Christian since Fantasy as well. We've all known you from school. And like from day one, you've been just a stand-up fella. And we really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Appreciate you guys. Anytime. Alrighty. For Nick Andrade, Christian Marin, and producer Drew, my name is Matt Best. This has been the Coast to Coast Podcast on Penalty Box Radio. Game misconduct, and we'll catch you next time. Many a day has passed, the night has gone by, but still I find the time to put that bomb off in your eye. Total chaos, but these playoffs thought we was absent. We're taking another route to represent the Dungeon family like Ray Day. Me and my nigga decide to take the back way. We stabbing every city, then we headed to that back cave. ATL, Georgia, where do we do for ya? Bulldog and hoes like them Georgetown Hoggers. Boy, you signed the silly thing, my room is sitting pretty, doing donuts. Why you suckers like them suckers on Ron Titties? Damn, we the committee, gon' burn it down, but us gon' bust you in the mouth with the chorus now. Say, I. Hit me to some life game just to 
stimulate and activate the left and right brain. Say, baby boy, your only phone can add your last cut. You focus on the past, your ass will be your has what? That's what you live by, or either that's what you die to. I try to just throw it at you, determine your own adventure, Andre. Got to a station, here's my destination. She got off the bus, the conversation lingered in my head for hours. Took a shower, kind of sour, cause my favorite group ain't coming with it. But I'm with you, cause you're probably going through it anyway. But anyhow, I went and died, went on out and bought it, cause I thought it would be jamming. But examine all the flaws, get walls, get awfully sad, and it's costly. But that's all shit wrote, and I hope I never have to float in that boat. Up shit's creek, it's sweet, it's the last quote that I wanna hear when I'm going down. When all said and done, and we got a new Joe in town. When the record player get the skipping and slowing down, all y'all can say is them niggas earn their crown. But until then, hey, It's major right here, you know what I'm saying? Yo, son, y'all niggas, y'all niggas is holding it, man. Straight up, man. Word, man. You know I'm glad we got together to do this, you know what I'm talking about? So real. Everybody, man. north, south, east, west, you know no what I'm saying? Doubt. We doing this thing right here, straight up for hip-hop. We handling the earth right now. Y'all niggas don't even know. For sure. You know what I mean? If it wasn't for us trying to enlighten y'all niggas with all types of flows and flavors, the game wouldn't be the same. That's right, man. You got to keep you know it what I mean? keep innovative it. and new, creative. You know what no I'm saying? Doubt. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Some people don't want to hear the same old thing no over and doubt. over. No doubt. You got to come provocative, nigga. You know what I mean? Word. Shit got to be spine-tangling with mad styles and crazy, dangerous, I mean, bust your shit open beats. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yo, Worse. niggas don't even know, son. Yo, we going to play some funky shit for y'all. That's right. Straight up. Pay up, pay up, pay up, nigga. From East Point to Shaolin. Y'all Shaolin. better know that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hit this Henny. <laughs> 